Hello, friends, and welcome to To The Point, the home services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now, let's cut through the bullshit and get to the point. What's up, podcast listeners? It's your host, Chris Yano of To The Point Home Services Podcast, along with my wonderful six-foot-eight co-host, Mr. Tall Paul Redman. How's it going, my friend? Man, you just made my day. You called me wonderful. Um, I have a question, though. So for those of our listeners uh, who've listened to us for a while, they know that you know sometimes you come out of the gate pretty hot. And the way that I've learned to manage you, Chris, with our rating scale, right? We have the Cristiano scale of energy. It's a one to 10. Last show, you started at a 20. Where are you today? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm at, I'm still at a 15, but that's probably because I had a couple bang energy drinks and like three coffees. So like the caffeine is certainly helping. Uh, bang energy drinks is not a sponsor, nor do I uh, condone or endorse the use of performance enhancing drinks. <laughs> that is true. That being said, I am pretty stoked about our, our guests. So um, I'm at a solid 15, which is above a 10, you know, and then by the time we're done, I could be to 20. We'll see how my volume gets. But uh, <laughs> before I get into it and doing any introductions, I want to give a couple quick shout outs to some of the new uh, To The Point Home Services page followers and likes and things like that. The, uh, the volume of support and reviews and all this stuff has just blown me away. It's been awesome. And I love everybody reaches out and says it impacted me this way or that way because that is the entire point. So quick shout out to some of our new page lives to Steve, oh God, I'm gonna butcher this. Steve Akion, Kelly Masaris, Aaron Davila, Stacy Ford. Oh, she's part of the Rhino family. Scott Corbus, Garrick Jimerson, Pete Spahn, Kevin Mead, what's up y'all? And then Ben Davis. Some of y'all's names I recognize from some of the groups that we're in, which our guest is also in, and kind of how our paths have crossed. Even though we've known about each other, our, we've actually never talked until yesterday. So uh, without further ado, I wanted to introduce my guest, Mr. Joe Crisera from, well, actually the name is changing because I think it's Service MVP now. But Joe, if you would, um, go ahead and tee up for our listeners. Like, give them a little bit of your history, how you got in the trades, like what you're doing, like where you're at today, and all that stuff before we get into the meat and taters of the whole deal. Well, I've been in the, uh, thank, well, first of all, thank you so much, Chris, uh, for inviting me here in Tall Paul. Definitely, it's a pleasure to hear. You know, it's one of these rare occasions where uh, I'm kind of like uh, a kid going to the uh, to the baseball stadium, to the major league stadium for the first time. And uh, I, I listen to your podcast all the time, Chris and Paul. So definitely, I'm a big fan myself. I should have been on that list, you know, but I definitely appreciate and uh, think about you guys every day. And uh, even though we've only met yesterday, I'm, I'm a big fan myself. So I want to say thank you appreciate for the that. service that you. Thanks for the service that you guys both provide. It makes me uh, feel really good that people like you are out there. So thanks so much. I appreciate that. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate thank that. You. And by the way, the industry knows him as Uncle Joe. If you heard of that, so let's go. That, that's it. It's, I'm, I'm, every, I'm the I'm the, the, the contracting business uncle. That's what I am. So, uh, so so the bottom line is here's how I started out, Chris. I was a a service technician. My dad was in the plumbing business since 1945. Uh, I've been doing this since 1977. I was in the plumbing business, a journeyman plumber, and then I got an HVAC uh, certificate at uh, you know Harper College in Palatine, Illinois, and I went on for you know 15 years. I did everything the wrong way, so I have my superpower is knowing how to do everything wrong, right? Because uh, I because I, I did it I did it kind of like everybody else would do it. <clears throat> I would say the wrong way the first 15 years. Uh, and then I had sort of like uh, started my own business, 
ran that after about five years of running that business, I kind of ran it into a crisis where I was in severe major debt. Um, but I was smart enough to listen to one of my clients. Uh, his name was Dave Muller, who uh, was a good client of mine. Who He passed away in 2008. But what he did is he told me, he said, you know, Joe, right now I see you're always trying to save your way. You're trying to save your customers money all the time. He goes, why do you try to save people money? He says, people don't always want to save money. Sometimes they want to invest in their homes. You should just show them. And he showed me how to do what I teach today, which is I'm famous for being the option guy. How to create premium, mid-range, and economy options. So if you give somebody one price, you give them at least three prices. And at the best, you would give them six prices. The science of pricing, the science of persuasion. And how do you put these things into place so that you get people to do what you want them to do, but you make them think it was their idea? Does that make sense? So the idea is you can't force people into buying things. As a result, we have over 6,200 people who now take our training and our e-learning on Service MVP, uh, formerly ContractorSelling.com. We're transitioning to a rebrand at the end of the year here, and uh, we have, uh, you know, we become the company that onboards and orients and trains every employee for many companies, so that they start out doing world-class service from day one. And by doing that, the income and revenue is three to five times higher than it would be for traditional service people in the HVAC, plumbing, and electrical business that we teach. And for people who sell bigger jobs for comfort advisors, uh, we are the best at that too. We have one guy who did $10.8 million last year. We have over 600 people that do $5 million a year in sales for uh, for comfort advisors or nice. salespeople for HVAC. So so we, have the, we, we feel like... Uh, the, all roads lead to Uncle Joe. That's all I can tell you. Right and here, you are. You made you made it here. So thank you. <laughs> well, so hey. thanks for te te teeing that up. The yeah. uh, you know people don't. I like what you're talking about because people don't necessarily want to be sold. So you gotta go got to go a different way about actually selling them. And it's whether it be education, quality, whatever it is, different tactics. But it's important. And still, there's still quite a few people that don't know and don't get that, and they're still coming at you with the hardcore sales approach. So. Um, why I thought you, I mean, one, you've got a, a, you've got a great reputation in the industry, very credible. You've got proven model that has worked for many, many contractors and, and, and super successful, like you were just saying. So I thought what would be good for this, for all of our listeners and to anybody that's new listening, thank you so much for tuning in all of our current listeners. We love you. Um, but uncle Joe's got some good shit for you. So, so buckle up. If you're at the gym working out or whatever, if you don't have something to write down notes or whatever, then remember what he's saying, or if anything else, by the end of this thing, we'll give you uh, Joe's information. You can reach out to him directly. But I want to get into this because we're going to talk about some methods on handling objections. And everybody has them. No matter which phase of the game you're at, objections are a part of life. So without wasting any more time, I want to get right into it. And I want to talk about a couple things uh, in addition to objections, too, is just um, like stalls. Like when you go out and make a sale and something, you know, and you can't get it across the line, um, but how, what is, what's, why, why is the ability to handle stalls and objections? I mean, so I mean, with the with exception of the obvious answer, like you need to make the sale, but why is the ability to handle stalls or objections so important, Uncle Joe? And I'm the stall guy. I'm the stall buyer. So you can talk to me. You're the guy who would do that, huh, Paul? Well, I, I, it makes me even like you more. It, it makes me. It makes me like you even more because then I would be able to practice with you and we'd have a great time practicing. Uh, you know, I always thank people for giving me the chance to practice because, you know, even when I don't get the sale, what I do get 
is, I mean, you could pay a consultant a thousand hours a day to practice with, but if I got a guy like Paul who will do it for free, then it's like, it's like, uh, what could be better than that? So exactly. you can't, you can't look at objections as something that's negative. You have to look at it as something that's a gift you're being given, right? Uh, the, for the fact that Paul would, or anybody would interact with me, you know, and, uh, and take their time with me. I always say this, I always say, number one, you have to approach objections with a mindset of gratitude that, um, that, that you're being given feedback from people, uh, whether the feedback is that the price is too high <clears throat> or whether that you created some confusion and people need to stop. Um, it does tell you something. So these objections and stalls that you get are lessons that are coming at you, but sometimes the lesson is so clear but yet we can't hear it. It's it's being it's loud, right? Or it's being it's clear in front of us. We can't see it and we can't hear it. It's like cellophane, paper thin, close to getting this job sold, but we somehow don't do it, right? Why is this so important? Here's why. Because every job that we the customer says, I'm not gonna use you and you just go with the flow and they say, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on it like Paul says to do, and then we wait on it and we lose the job that way. Well, I can tell you something right now, guys. There's only two things that go with the flow, a dead fish and a turd. So when you go with the flow, you begin to feel like a dead fish or a turd, right? So, uh, so that's why it's so important, Chris. It's, it's amazing. Does that make sense? So it's either, are you a turd or a, you a turd or a dead fish? Put that one on the uh, on the reel, on the sizzle reel right there. Uh, so, uh, so, so guys, uh, what's at stake here? It's our own self-esteem is at stake here. Uh, the, way, the way we look at ourselves is at stake. So if we allow ourselves to be overtaken with objections and not have a response to the objection, in a way we feel worse and worse about ourselves, and we lose confidence every time we lose a sale. And so what's at stake is our own uh, inner, the thought of ourself as somebody who can help or somebody who is more of a pest and who bothers people. And that's really where that's where the normal salesperson winds up, who's not good at doing this. What they wind up is being a pest, and we we all see that with the sales guy who tries to push people into things, right? Uh, that why does he do that? He doesn't know any other way. He's uneducated, so he begins to push. And, he begin, and even you know, in the contracting business, it's you can see videos and stuff on people who get slimy and dirty and do things that aren't ethical. Why? because they're just not educated. They're ignorant to a way that's much better, which is like you said, let people sell themselves, right? But I will tell you one thing, you have to be sold on yourself first before other people can be sold on you as well. Make sense there, guys? Yep, yep. And there is and so-, so, so it's, it's, yeah, Go ahead. No, go sorry ahead, Joe. That. <laughs> no, I just go ahead, you say, finish it, I'm sorry. Okay, so sorry. All I was gonna say is, um, I mean, there's so many types of objections. And so I can remember early on. So for those who are listening for the first time, I'm also the CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions, which is a digital marketing company for the trades since 2008. I'm like an OG <clears throat> in, the home, in the home services game. But objections is something that I've had to practice forever. And the way I've always looked at objections for myself personally is I didn't prove enough value. I did not give enough value for them to make a good decision to use my company. And it could be for multiple reasons, um, you know, in, in, in our instance. But, um, I mean, how many different type of objections are out there? I mean, for contractors, besides, like, there's obviously the <clears throat> price objection. There's the quality. What are, like, all these objections? Because somebody's going to listen to this and be like, yep, yep, I get that one. Somebody's probably even got one they just heard that you're going to say. So what are all the different types of objections these guys are coming up against? 
Well, there's, there's five levels of objections that I've identified. So try to keep it simple, right? There's millions of things people could say, but they kind of fit in these five categories. Number one, sometimes it's not an objection at all. They just blurt something out to see if they can intimidate you, to see, to see if you believe in your price, Chris, right? Like, you know, you probably put together some big ass web package and you're like, well, Joe, here's the price, $20,000 to get started. And they're like, Chris, you got to do better than that. And if you, you act like a little boy who just uh, got exposed, uh, <laughs> your ass is grass. You know what I'm yep. saying? Or, yep. Where if you, you're like, if somebody said, you got to do better than that, Chris. And I said something like, well, Joe, I've done the best I can. So what should we do? Okay. <laughs> so in a way, you're like, you're not falling backward. Here's what I can tell you. When it comes to level one, be like a slow moving tank and just have one gear and move forward. That's all you can do. You can't, don't look at the side. Don't look behind you. Don't look at the door. Um, you know, that's a lot of money, Joe. It is a high investment bill. So what should we do? My, my God, you think I made a money? You must think I made them. Those are things people blurt out. You I think I made that. a money? You know, you think I made a money? Well, Joe, I, I didn't, I didn't say that. I'm just here to make sure that I'm doing this for your family to make sure they're taken care of. So what should we do? Right. Uh, so is this competitive? That's not an objection. It's just they're saying something. So what is an objection? An objection is when somebody says, no, I'm not buying from you or not. Now I'm not buying from you. I'm going to let's come back. Let's come back tomorrow or something like that. Right. But anything other than no, Chris, or not now, it's not even an objection. It's just somebody throws some garbage out on your, on your shoes. You just got to dust it off and say, OK, I understand that. So what should we do? You know, I need some time to think about it. Yeah, take all the time you want. I'll stay right here. What should we do? I, I have uh, got to jump it. in here. I've got to jump Go in there, Paul. You just sold your you are your credibility level just went up ten notches with me. Here's why: the best in-home salesperson I know is a guy named John Mizoraka. Okay, he's worked uh, the Miz players out west what, what? for a big. But well, you, that, do, you, you do know where you do you do know where John was trained, right? Well, now great, I hear it because as soon as, me. as soon as you said, "So what should we do?" Um, it brought back all these memories. That's like his thing. So he learned that from you, and he's That's one of those. Um, he was like a five million. I mean, he, he as a GM, he he ran a twenty million dollar sales team. Yeah, um, yeah. Guys who didn't mm -hmm. know HVAC. So I just got chills, man. It's all coming full circle. I knew yeah. I knew it was John, John's a great friend, actually, and we still talk today. And uh, and he, he's trying to get me to come down to Carolina. He's going to get, get, come down there and work with the lot. He's trying to get us to come down there. So yep. for sure. Here's the thing about it, guys. The, um, you know, the what should we do is like, that. that's like, that's, that's not, I'm not pushing you what to do. I'm saying, here's the options. You know, it's a high investment. I understand that. So what should we do? So think about all the things that people say that aren't objections. Uh, that's, a, oh my God, you're the highest, you're the most expensive guy I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely we're more premium. So what should we do? Uh, I've never seen a price for that, Chris, for web stuff. Yeah, I know, Joe, we're the best for sure. So what should we do? Uh, wow. Uh, I, I need to think about it. Yeah, take all the time you want. I'll stay right here. What should we do? You know, so why are we why are we trying so hard? You know, here's what I look at it. When somebody blurts out something like, uh, like I heard one guy said to me when I was in Philadelphia, the guy's like, "This is usury," and I'm like, "Man, I don't even know what that means." But what should we what should we do? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, it's and so it's like it's like like it wasn't the word no, so I know it wasn't no. So here's the thing about it: Am I hearing no or am I hearing not now? 
if I'm not hearing either one of those two things, then the next thing you do is just agree with whatever people say and just say, well, what should we do? That's level one, right? Uh, and level two is where you get people who fa I call feigned confusion. Like, I don't know, this is all confusing. I got to go look on the internet for more stuff and things like that. And so the idea here is you're, you're a service provider. You are supposed to help people like a concierge find the right solution. So I would say whenever people get into that kind of a thing where they're trying to look for answers somewhere else, I always say, well, there's two things we could do. One thing is you could go on the internet and shop from somebody you don't even know, some guy from New York who makes a website and promises things that we don't know if they're true or not. Or another thing you could do is buy from a service provider like myself, where I give you my personal cell phone number and I become your personal concierge and your assistant and I guide you through this entire process. So would you like to hire from some guy who you don't even know or somebody like me? I think you know enough about me. So what should we do right there again? Right. So uh, then there's that feign confusion. Right. Then there's third party objections. They bring in uh, their wife or they bring in their boss or uh, I got to bring this to the board of directors. Sure. That's a good idea. So let me ask you a question. Do you think the board of directors would want a more permanent solution or do you think they would a more temporary one? What do you think they'd want to do? Yeah, they want more permanent. All right. So what should we do? Right there again, right? You're helping people. It, it always comes down to two questions, whatever the response is going to be. You want to do this way? Yeah, th these prices are t way expensive. And I understand that. So what should we do? Can you lower your price by 500 bucks? Well, I mean, if you did that, we'd have to call some guy on Craigslist to do the job. Is that what you want to do? Or you want us to get the job done and we can become fully accountable? What should we do, right? So uh, there's the not a non-objection. There's the confusion. There's the... Uh, third party, I got to bring my wife in. Yeah, my wife. Uh, so let me ask you a question. How does your wife normally do this? You more premium, mid-range or economy person? She's always premium. All right. So what should we do? Right? They're answering their own objections. Oh, why, why am I doing it? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like a tour guide trying to get you through this thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's it. Just guide them. It's like herding kittens. Get them down the road so we can get this thing moving forward. Right? Uh, at this point, like Chris, when somebody gives you a thing, I'll give you. I'll give you one for you guys. You can use for your your web service. You know, Joe. This I got. I got to talk to my my wife. I got to talk to my boss. I got to talk to. All. Well, good, good. Well, at this point, do we have a interest or no interest? Yes or no? Is it, is it right now? There's no interest. And you lost interest in us, or do you have an interest? And most people are going to say, No, Chris. I like you. I have an interest. I like what you're doing. Well, good. If you have an interest. Then here's the next step. The next step would be to make an appointment as a placeholder. You talk to your wife. If you don't show up for the appointment, I know that it's a no. And if you do show up for the appointment, what would happen then? Yeah, we just get the job done. All right, so what should we do? Yeah, I just get the job done. I don't need to talk to my wife. And then that <laughs> she gets cleared up like that, right? You know. So here's the thing about it. Every service provider thinks that objections are insurmountable, Chris and Paul, because we're, we think that it's rude or too um, uh, abrupt, you want to say, or you know, maybe bold to try to, to try to keep moving forward when people are trying to tell us to stop. But here's what I would tell you blue-collar service providers. How many times have you been in an attic or a crawl space when you were thinking, God, i got to get a different way of living. This job sucks. And, and, and you would have you're ready to quit there. But there's something inside of you that says, no. I don't care if I scrape my knees in that crawl space. I don't care if it's 140 degrees in the attic. I'm getting this shit done, you know. <laughs> yep. I'm going to push it through, right? So so how many times did you have the courage during the moments of workmanship where, you, where an average person would have just quit, but you pushed through? The same thing is true with objections. You can't. Your communication is no different than crawling through the attic. 
of course, when you got a guy like Paul, it's like he's like the crawl space, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got to scrape our knees on that guy. He's going to be uh, bringing us all kinds of objections. He's uh, the thinking overs and the stalls and things like that. He's got to ask his wife and things like that, right? Uh, which is fine, you know. But I love it though because here's the thing I can tell you about Paul or anybody. You tell me a reason why we shouldn't do the job right now, and I'll tell you a reason why we should do the job right now. Nonetheless, I'm going to win because you got a broken water heater. That's, that's the thing that doesn't make it fair, right? It's like you got a reason to wait. I got a reason to go forward. But you have a broken water heater, so what should we do, right? That's yeah. that's why that's why I always win objections because uh, they have something that doesn't work. Like like yeah, Joe, we can wait on getting your website fixed. Or we could just get it fixed right now and get started on it. So what should we do? Yeah, we should just get it fixed. All right. So what's the next step? Let's go ahead and give me give me give me give you a check. Yeah, that's a good step. Let's, let's get started. <laughs> so for so, someone like me, guys? for someone like me, I truly like to control the situation. It's just how I'm wired, and I'm generally not going to buy on the spot. I might let you leave, and I'll call you back and send you a text message that says, "Hey, we're good." Talk about the amount of time you will stay in someone's home. Let's use uh, let's use an HVAC well, as an example. Let's, let's put, let me let me just stop you right there. I, I wouldn't participate in that. See, see, here's two things you got to remember, Paul. You can tell me no as a consumer, but I can also tell you no as a salesperson, right? So if you tell me, Joe, email the option to me, and I'll call you back later. I would say, Paul, we can do better than that. Actually, let me show you how we do things here. Uh, so you, are you interested in our services? Yes or no? Yes. Do you still feel in control right now, Paul, when I say that to you? Uh, to a degree, but I really want the email. That way I can evaluate it with my wife. And I'm not quite comfortable telling you I've had two other companies out. I really just... That's okay. I, I really... We're going we're gonna to do, do better than email, right? Here's what we're going to do, Paul. Do you have an interest? Yes or no? And what I, we have to do. I, have, I got three options on the table here. The premium, mid-range, and economy. Do you have an interest in these options or have you eliminated my company so far at this point? I'm still interested. I'm not 100% comfortable. I really do, man. Just, I just need to sleep on this one. That's not a problem. We can definitely do that. But before we go to sleep on this, let's just limit, let's, let's, let's go ahead and just admit one thing. The top option for $22,000, can we admit that that's just too much money? Can we admit on that? Admit that's too much? I mean, I can, it's not about whether it's too much money. I'm just not sure if I'm ready to pull the trigger. It's a lot to think about. I just learned that an HVAC system is not six grand. So I have to mm -hmm. sleep on that tonight. To exactly. Digest. So, so, we get, we get, so, so for now, we can just put the $22,000 off, off the table. Let's just take that one away from you. Not necessarily. See, so, so, so the first thing to do is take it away from somebody because that makes it more attractive. So the law of scarcity, if you use persuasion, as soon as I try to take something away from Paul, you see how he's like, well, hang on, not necessarily. Like, you see, he's fighting to keep it in there. Sure, uh, good. My next, my, here's my next step. This is good. Re you, you ready for the next step? Paul, why do you keep fighting for the top option when I tell you it's too much? Like, I'm telling him it's too much. And he's, and, and why are you so obsessed with the top option, Paul? Paul, why don't, why don't we, well, tell me, what do you like so much about it that you're so obsessed with the top option? Why is that the one you like so much? And you're going to tell me what? Speed. Variable speed, two stage. I know that's what I want my family to have, Joe. <laughs> well, Paul, Paul, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Well, then, if you want your family to have it, and I want your family to have it, I think your family would want to have it too. What should we do? 
I just <laughs> what you I need mean? to I need to look it up online. So, so really, here's, here's, here's I what I would say. Look it up online. So you're gonna look up online? That's true. Now there's two things you could do here. You could look it up online where every manufacturer only says nice things about themselves, right? Or you could trust a seasoned professional like me who's been installing heating and air conditioning for 44 years. Who do you think is going to give you more of the truth? The guy online or the guy who's right in front of you? Or you could walk right in my office and tell me you don't like this. I mean, we, plus we have to come out here 10 times for the next uh, 10 years, two times a year for 10 years. You think some guy online is going to respond to you, uh, uh, Paul? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's a really yeah, good so, point. So, so what should we do right there? You know what I'm saying? So, guys, let me just tell you this. You're going to win every objection. If you just hang in there and just keep asking questions, here's my thing. Drop an anchor on your ass and don't leave until somebody tells you. The badge of honor is somebody telling you to leave. Then it's time. Then I'm like, okay, whew, think I'm done yet? No, I just got started when he tells me to leave. But I'm just, I'm just getting started because now uh, we have a. This is a real conflict, right? Because I still want to get this job done. I have a patent. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, Chris, I'm ready to leave anytime you want me to. You haven't invited me to leave, but now I'm ready to leave. So let me just tell you one thing. When you, when I leave here, though, you're gonna, I'm gonna leave as a person who has the most passion to make your family comfortable. Now, do you want to hire somebody who would quit in the middle of this job? Or somebody like me who's got a passion to get this job done? You. Somebody's got the passion so, to get, get it done. So what should we do? That's what most salespeople miss, Chris and Paul. Yeah. They miss that they, they blame the equipment or the price or something else. What really, what people are really buying, you know, it's not the company. It's not Lennox. It's not Carrier. It's you. You're the person that is being bought. You're the. It's your credibility. It's like, this is the kind of guy I want to do business with. Somebody who's this smart to communicate this well has got to be good with heating and air conditioning too. Like if he, yeah. if he's just good at this, he's going to be good at putting a freaking furnace in. I can tell you that too. So this is this. I look at this way, Chris and Paul, that this is the first demonstration of your service, if you will. Your competency to communicate and move forward is something that people are like, wow, if he's good at this, he, you know, Americans, we connect the dots very quickly. Like, oh. It's it's Rolls Royce. It must be good, right? Or if it's got a certain brand name on it, it's got we, whatever it is. We know the quality of it based on what it looks like and what it feels like and what it sounds like and what the name says to us. Sometimes the association, right? So if they associate you with being competent to handle this project right now, the, the selection phase of the project, you're probably going to be equally competent to handle the work phase of the project too. Does that make sense, guys? It does. It, yeah. it leads me to another question, though, and, and this is. You've been doing this a long time. Have consumers changed? Has the expectation of how much time you can spend in someone's home changed? Or is there an answer to that? Because I feel like the answer you're going to give me is um, the appropriate amount of time to stay is as long as it takes to get the contract. But is it a half hour? Is it two hours? What, what is that? Well, I have a guy who sold $10.8 million in HVAC equipment last year, right? What part of the country was he in? All, 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 he's, in he's in Boston, Massachusetts. Rick Picard from Rodenheiser Services. Uh, $10.8 million he sold last year, right? <laughs> uh, is it one of your guys? Is that, nope, but, is that nope but I know John. I know John Mana. I know Rodenheiser guys. John Mana, here you go. John Mana's a good man. Yeah. So, so Rick, Rick's my he's my, he's my oldest student from 2005 uh, when I went public. He's he's I've been working with him for you know a long time, right? He did 10.8 million dollars last year, and I would say the actual effort in a customer's home was probably 32 hours a week inside a customer's home at the most, right? So, 
I think he, the way I look at it, Chris and Paul, it's about 90 minutes to kind of say, is this customer really a good fit for my company? And am I a good fit for him? So you're determining whether we're good for each other, not, not just uh, we're good for everybody, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're only good for people who want the highest quality, reliability, the best safety and health, and they want good customer service where we anticipate their needs. If people don't want that, then I would just guide them to a different provider that would be Craigslist or something like that. Get a guy who's got a cricket cell phone who throws it away and has no insurance. <laughs> then we can, I can help you with a guy. I can help you find the guy, right? Yep. If that's what you want, I'll be happy to help you with that. And that's what Rick does. Rick doesn't waste a lot of time. He sees that if people, I give you a chance to make commitments. If you commit to what my agenda is, because uh, here's the thing I can tell you about the way we do business. You know, what Rhino does, your business, you have a certain process and a way of doing things. If the customer tries to tell you to do it a different way, that's where you know you got a problem. Like, oh, we can't make that guy happy when we're doing what he tells us to do because now uh, we're doing his website, not our website. We, we do things a certain way that no, because we know it works. Uh, he's trying to tell, to tell us things that don't work, right? Yeah. Uh, so your, your resolve to say, you know what, Joe, I'd rather give you all your money back than to go the way you're saying to go right now. So the objection doesn't always happen only in the beginning or in the pricing, but even when you get the job sold, there becomes objections that you got to handle, right, right, guys? Sure. And uh, people try to change that dynamic to tell you, Chris, I want the, I want orange right at the banner, and you're like, dude, that's going to take away from the, the <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to do that because that's you know, you're like you're trying to tell, trying to talk them out of it, but uh, sure. so you're selling people right that that's an objection, right? Because uh, so objections happen in all of our life, you know. And think of this, guys. It's not just business. Think about your kids. You got children. They don't want to do their homework today. They don't want to do Zoom. No, I want to just go. I, I don't want to go to school if I can't go live. It's like Janet. I know, but you know, you're selling your kid on an objection to go to school on Zoom or whatever. You know, so we're always selling somebody. You with me on this, guys? And so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not just selling equipment or things like that. You're selling your own family on doing their homework or selling your kids on doing their homework or things like that too. Influence. Yep. I want to I jump in. So um, before I forget, I had to make a couple notes. One, I love that you say, so what do we do? So when you say we, you immediately make it a partnership deal. Like you guys are in it together. Um, so I love that whole mentality of it. Um, what I really love is that for our listeners, you just got like a sample of Uncle Joe because him and Paul were kind of going back and forth. Um, that was fantastic. That was like a, a real realistic situation. And that was just a small little piece of what you can learn. So I thought that was really fantastic. Now, now what I wanted to ask is, and, and this is just a minor change is, well, what happens when you actually get, how do you handle like the email side of things where you haven't actually got to talk to somebody like the email requests how do you re how, you know what's your suggestion on that uh my suggestion is to thank people for their interest and thanks for uh choosing our company so start lead with gratitude at all times and, and everything like even if paul tried to stall me i'd say well thank you paul for having an interest right so like it, it always be gratitude number one number two I always say that, you know, we have a certain experience that we'd like to share. We have a world-class service experience, and it begins by having a conversation with us. Uh, would you give me the honor to uh, take seven, give them a time frame, seven minutes of your time, so that we could uh, tell you a little bit about how we operate and how we can benefit, how we can give you what we call pure mode of service to your family. Uh, could I get that honor from you? And I would just ask a question, uh, could we take that time to talk for seven minutes? Um, 
it may take a couple different back and forth, but I would say it's always going to end with me having a request to pick up the phone and talk at this point. Now, you could do a thing without talking, uh, but I'll tell you this. <clears throat> even even if it comes down to going to somebody's house uh, when they're not there so because they're afraid of the pandemic or whatever, I'm still going to do a thing where I talk on Zoom with somebody like I'm doing with you. Uh, right. I specialize in Zoom presentations, and so I would just say we're going to share my screen, and I'm going to show you what I got on Zoom. But we're going to have a conversation even via Zoom if I have to or on the phone if I have to uh, to connect with people because if you cannot connect – here's the thing I tell you. You're not going to sell your services – unless those services are customized and relevant to the person you're dealing with. Like you guys at Rhino uh, Services, you, you, guys, you, guys have, you guys have thousands of people you work with, right? But the illusion is that each person has to feel like it was customized and relevant to them. Right. Does that make sense there? And, yep. and it, yep. actually, it actually is, even though you're doing the same solution in a way, you're, you're doing it so that every company has a different slant and a different feel to it. It doesn't look like it's a paper cut, like a, like a cookie cutter. It looks like it looks, looks, you could tell probably like you designed it, but you can tell that it has that company's uh, culture still built into it in a way, right? So, right. <clears throat> so if you're not able to connect with people, like what really bothers me if I'm going to present options to people, I don't know who they are. I, I don't feel comfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? I would only present options if I knew who I was presenting them to. If I don't know that, I can't make them customized and I won't participate in that. Make sense? Yeah. 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 And, and what's interesting, how we're able to do that, like in our world, just because you mentioned it, is yes, we're a digital marketing agency. So the actual process is the same, but the result is what they need us to do because we ask questions in the beginning of, hey, how many new service leads, how many new install leads, how many new water leads? What do you need? It's not my agenda, it's your agenda. I just have the processes to get it done, is how we approach everything. So does that kind of what you're talking about, like it's unique to them, even though it's the same process. It is, it is. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because let's put it this way, if you're selling water heaters or furnaces or panels or whatever, that's not changing. But the way we access the heating system uh, and what it can do for every, so if I explain this is a humidity control system and I did this for your daughter, Karen, who's got eczema, I wanted to make sure that she was safe and healthy in this home. That, that rings, right? If I said, I did a 10-year service agreement for you, John, because I know you travel for business, and I want to make sure that we care for the family when you travel so that if you, anything goes wrong, you know that who, who, who your wife, uh, Julie, can call. We did that for her and did that for you so you'd have peace of mind. That's why we did that. So every single item, like if you look at a furnace, you should be saying things like, uh, this is 24 times quieter. And how, you know, I did this for you, Joe because you work so hard as a consultant, I want to make sure that you get a good night's sleep every single night. That's why I did this. I also make sure the kids are fresh for school. Karen and Wyatt are fresh for school every morning. That's why I did the variable speed system. So it's not about just ECM motor and pu puking out jargon to people, Chris. It's about telling people what's the human impact of every single thing we do. You can you have to help people imagine owning that system in a way so they can imagine what it's going to feel like when I'm step into this world of comfort. If you're selling furnaces and ACs, if you're selling hot water, things like this that'll work. You say, I want your wife, Julie, to go in that shower and let the worries of her day cascade off of her shoulders with endless hot water. That's why that's what I that's what I want for her. So when you say those words, that's a personal presentation. Now, is the water heater different than the other one? Then, no, everybody gets the same water heater. But what it does, but if Julie's worried and she's stressed, 
that's what I want that water to do for her, right? Hot water represents something different to one person than it does to somebody else. For some people, it's a utility. Utility. For other people, it's a spa. You know what I'm saying? There, you have to, you have to, you have, you have to, you have to be able to say what do these people want. You have to learn what people want. I call learning the code. That the, the here's the interesting thing: the people will actually give you the words if you ask them. You know, why do we actually want to do this? Most people don't even ask. You know, they assume people just want to buy an air conditioning unit or furnace or water heater. They don't. They don't ask. So why are we? Why are we doing this? What would happen if we didn't do it? That'd be the key question, the money question. Well, my wife, Julie, would never stand for it if we didn't do it. Really, what would she say? She would be livid. Why? Because she's not comfortable in that bedroom and she can't sleep at night. What's so what should like? we do? You know? What should we do? Let's, so get a new, do? let's get a new one. You're right there. You got it. So it kind of, it kind of sold themselves there, right? That's the idea behind it. You know? Make sense? That. It does. Absolutely. So what should we do? I just learned. You see what I did there? You got it. You can, I bet you can use that, Chris. And don't, don't forget to give me credit like John Mizoraka. John Mizoraka should have given me credit for it. I'm a little disappointed. I have to break he, his he did. No, it's, it's definitely coming back to me now because he worked for me at a time when I worked for a manufacturer and he wanted mm -hmm. to bring you out. But uh, you were too expensive. I am. I am I'm just kidding. I'm, 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 definitely, I'm definitely a more, I'm definitely a more premium option. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize for that. Paul, hey, same here. And I'm, I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm absolutely just messing with you. I, uh, I quit and never got the opportunity to. So, mm -hmm. you, you get, you get what you pay for, man. Quality comes at a cost. So that's the way. I, that's, well, it comes I'm, at an, comes an investment, Chris. It's not a cost. It, listen, if, if, if your service and my service costs our clients money, it's a shitty service. Because our, our service, like Chris, you and I are in the business of giving contractors money. You know what I'm saying there? Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're delivering revenue to those bastards. You know, they should, <laughs> they should, they should, they should maybe you can take, take, take that one out. I don't know. Make but, it buddies. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like, we're giving you money. It's like, uh, you know, I'm helping you create revenue. Like an average comfort advisor does 18 to 22,000 dollars on a call from my contractors on service calls is 1500 to $2,000 average service call. That's money that I'm giving you that you weren't making before on the same yeah. crappy opportunity you had before. Same old shitty thing you normally did $250 on. I'm giving you $1,500 on it. That's what I give. And and you do the same thing, Chris. And, you know, there's no need to yep. apologize because it's not it's not a cost. It's an investment. It really is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I want to piggyback on that. Whenever he says bastards, that's actually a term of endearment. But he really likes you. <laughs> it really is. Um, because 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 Joe. <laughs> That was amazing, but you know what? Like, I get it because, and, and, but this is what makes like the two, the two of us so valuable because we've had a, a previous conversation on on how we're alike, and it's that we track everything. So that way, we they, there's accountability in this whole thing. And when you're doing work for them, you know, you can measure the success of what you're doing for them and like the outcome of their sales. Where it's no different for us too, and that is we're trying to help them grow, which means they're making money. So that is what we're in the business of doing. And like I said, like our, for those who know us, like our motto at Rhino is we exist to grow your business, period. That's it. That's the only reason we have a job is to grow our customers' business and they will make more money to do whatever with it. So um, and, and one, I want to back up for a second because when I asked the email question, um, it was there's a couple reasons. And it's something that we see because we measure everything so I mean, microscopic. The volume of people who don't want to talk to you anymore is increasing, like actually have a physical conversation with you, at least initially is increasing. And so we see more and more people utilizing, you know, chat services or even text message or uh, 
contact forms has significantly com increased. Completely agree with you there. It's like even our even our service. If I if I had to wait for a phone call, I'd be waiting forever. I'd be sitting there forever. You know, the, the, the po we use the podium for our chat service that we use. Yep. Uh, yep. Ninety nine really percent of everything we get comes through that right now. So it's your I compl I completely agree with you. How, however, you know, it's like uh, you could be you could be provide. Here's what I would say. Good at providing just a little bit of content for your customer when they they do that for you and give them a little bit of something and tell them that here's we'd have to talk to take it to the next level uh, for the next. So I, I always believe like what I do, like you go on Facebook groups, uh, people have a question. I just give them a form or a script or something like that and I give it to them. Right. Uh, you can see I'm not not shy about giving information on that to anybody. But right. I only give them enough enough that they can help them from that situation. But if you want to solve all the situations, uh, like you guys could probably help somebody by saying, you know, your keywords are off. I just looked at that, yep. and it looks like it's wacky. Uh, here's how you fix that. And you can tell them to fix that. And if you did fix it, they'd be like, that's the kind of guy I need to do business with. So even with contractors, I would say it would be good to give them a little content to say, well, uh, here's a report that we've done on maintenance and what it can do for your home or, you know, a little article on something that maybe you have in your blog or something like that, that would give them some idea about what your company is all about, uh, about what the culture of the company is about and things like that. Uh, the next step would be for us to come out there and actually physically do the job. Because one thing you can't do uh, is you can't uh, fix or replace a furnace without going to somebody's home still. That's just a fact. All right. I'm going to derail us again. So sorry, Paul, if you're trying to okay. So a couple quick things too. Um, I think we're probably about 40 minutes in. So I want to make sure I get some good questions in is um, I'm reading this book called getting everything you can out of all you've got by Jay Abraham. Um, and one thing that came up in there and, and what made me think about this, uh, Joe, is because you and I are in some of the same uh, industry Facebook groups is um, when somebody offers the, or how you feel about somebody offering like the cash back guarantee or your money back guarantee. Someone had posted in a group group recently about offering this. Um, I forget what the time frame was, but if you don't like the system, you know, in 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, we'll give you, we'll come take the system and we'll give you all your money back. Now I just read that um, chapter in the book on my plane ride back from the West, from the West coast on a money back guarantee. And, um, like that's a, that's a lot of money, you know, to, to be able to make that kind of um, unique selling proposition, right. Is to give a money back guarantee. But I do believe when Jay Abraham writes, it happens so infrequently that the value of the lower risk by the money back guarantee is far more greater than the, what you'll actually lose in giving it back. How do you feel about all that money back, you know, cash back money back guarantee? Well, I, I think you have to remove the risk from anybody and, you know, the customer, ultimately holds all the cards and you know and here's the funny thing chris in a way you are already giving that guarantee you're just not advertising it you know because if somebody hated your guts to that point to say rip all this crap out you say let me come over and talk about it and if you still want after i talk to you you still want to rip it out i'll probably rip it i mean i don't think there's anybody who's listening to this who wouldn't rip it out if they absolutely hated your company to the point where they're going to say negative things about you right so i, I think it's something that we're already doing so like in my services, I have the seminars, I have the total immersion seminar, we're doing four this fall, this fall and I've got a management course and a customer service course. We do a 110% guarantee, 100% money back. We'll give you 10% more because of the effort and hassle to do that. Here's the thing I can tell you, since I've been doing this, I have never given me, I never, nobody's ever asked for their money back. Their money That's back. awesome. So, so, cool. so if you feel like your service is a good service, <clears throat> and you feel like 
you're top notch in your in your market. I think it goes beyond just the amount of times you have to give your money back. I don't think you'll ever give money back to anybody if you do that, right? So I believe in the guarantees. Matter of fact, one of the things I sell that makes us different in our process, guys, when it comes to HVAC and things, I sell warranties, extended warranties that go for like for water heaters, for Tanko's water heaters. I'll sell a 20 year warranty and 20 year service plan on that water heater. It's like, wow, what, what's that? That's called, that's the one, it, the manufacturer doesn't even go that much. I know if it has a bad water heater, I'll replace it in 20 years. We're, we're going to maintain it. If you buy the water purification, you get a sediment filter, you let me descale that tank every year, I'll give you a 20 year guarantee. Now, how if I sold a thousand like that, I might have to replace two water heaters out of a thousand, right? Plus, and if I did maintain it and take care of it and had purification on it, I'm probably going to never replace any of them. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I do believe that you should make, uh, do what you're already, pro do promise what you're already doing, I would say, is the best way to put that. Make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and you certainly don't want to come up with some like unique selling proposal or promise that you're not going to uphold because then you're really going to be in deep shit. You're going to get called out. And you're going to get the negative reviews and everybody's going to talk to everybody because people like to share a lot more negative stuff than they do positive stuff. So um, what I want to kind of finish up with is um, I think it's important that our listeners, not only our listeners, uh, but even, you know, some of our customers that we hear struggle, like it's not a lead problem. They're having some ops problems or having some sales problems or having CSR problems. Like all this work is for nothing if they can't get it past the phone, if they can't book the call. but you have, like you, you mentioned, Total Immersion Sales Summit. Um, will you share uh, some of the things that you're doing now that the listeners could take advantage of? And then if you would follow up with that on um, how they can connect with you, that will be, let's go, let's, let's go there. Sure. Well, first of all, <clears throat> we, we look at the customer experience, Chris, right? Uh, when that phone rings, it's showtime, right? So there's a certain... Uh, in a way, the person who answers the phone is like the receptionist or the concierge, if you will, for that customer. So to guide them about the best way to sell, you know, to listen, to be empathetic, and then to have a script that uh, not only guides them toward booking a call, but also prioritizes that call to listen for when one call is better than another call. For instance, if both people were at home and they ha already had a service agreement for five years, and they've already been pre-approved for financing, and they want to get the job done today, that makes the call better than some guy who's got a home home warranty and who's never done business with a heating company or nothing before. And he, he's a do-it-yourselfer, a Yankee craftsman, and he doesn't have any money. He only has cash from his mom. You know, that's not as good <laughs> as the other thing, right? So we have to say, what's the best call? Uh, capture the call. Make sure we prioritize what calls better dispatch one call at a time, make sure that the guys in the field do exactly what the experience we're promising is. Because when that person answers the phone, they're going to say, we're going to send a fully qualified guy to your house and a fully stocked truck. He is going to give you some premium mid-range economy choices to get the job done. And you could pick the one you want to get your family comfortable. The investment for that is whatever, $99 or something like that, right? Uh, he, they're promising that to the, to the customer. The guy in the field has to execute that promise in the sales process and the service process. And then afterward, everything we said has got to be true as well, too. So the operation of the company has to uh, match up with everything that the sales guys and the marketing company promised. Right. So it's all part of the experience that we teach. Yeah, good point. And that's what we do with our uh, program. So if you did want to get more involved with what we do, 
we have uh, two things. We have a live training class called Total Immersion. It's, it's at tisummit.com. It's live classes that we do. Now we're doing them via Zoom. We normally hold them in real life, real in person, but now we're doing them via Zoom. We have four uh, classes for salespeople in the field and service people in the field. And we also have a customer service dispatch boot camp we do to get that process down from outbound calls to inbound calls. How do you dispatch and everything like that? Uh, and then you have the management. How do you get the management so the culture is being created of the sales culture, right? And that's called our performance coach training we're doing as well. If you go to tisummit.com, that's probably the easiest way to get our live training. And then at contractorselling.com, we have the recorded e-learning that we onboard and orient everybody to your company. And they can have e-learning courses to be able to get them into that pure motive service mindset, which is to do things for the customer. Because everything I'm doing uh, to handle an objection is not doing it. The easy thing is to go to the door and get the doorknob and walk away. The harder thing is to make the effort to help the customer get get to the final conclusion, which is getting the job done. Because my dad told me this one thing, guys. He told me that if you're a plumber and somebody has no hot water when you go to that house and you leave that house and they still have no hot water, you're a shitty plumber. Just look in the mirror, dude. You're not you're not you're not good. You know, so you know, so if you walk out of that door and you leave because you're too weak, he goes, hang in there and you, you sit, you hang until people tell you to leave. He told me, he says, I don't care. He said, because I tell you what, it's not, uh, you have a passion to do this. You hang in there until somebody tells you to leave because, uh, if you think otherwise you agree that somebody would be better than you. And here's why I feel about it. Nobody would be better than me to help this customer. Make sense. And you got to believe it. You have to believe in yourself first. That's what you said at the beginning. Yep. So. Well, Paul, at the beginning, at the end, like a sandwich, right? With the believe in yourself sandwich, Paul. <laughs> I like it. Put that on the board too. That and the fish and turd. So what do we do? So what do we do? What, sh what should we do? What should we do? So what should we do? Those words are like gone with the wind. You don't change them, Chris. No, I understand. I, I, I fucked it up. Sorry. They're, they're, they're trademarked, okay? We trademark those words. Uh, there's some people who borrow them, like John and other New Flat Right borrows them too, and other other uh, best practice groups have borrowed those words, and we're fine if they borrow the word. Just don't forget to tell Uncle Joe uh, used them to begin with. We trademarked them, right? That's so, awesome. Uh, that's all I ask you about. It makes sense. Well, man, so. I appreciate it, man. You, uh, this was great. I want to just say this too. I don't know um, when is when is the upcoming um, sales summit again? What's the dates on that? We got it. It's a, we have four of them: in August, September, October, and November. Uh, it's at tisummit.com. Uh, and we have uh, those four different uh, live events. And we also do in-house events too. So people have a bigger company. Sometimes we go. Like I used to work for Horizon Services. They brought me in-house. Uh, I, I, I Name drop. Small little, yes, so, small uh, little so, company you know, in the Northeast. Troy, I, I, I mentored uh, Troy Rainsburg, the sales manager there, for seven years. And we brought John Wayne Services in San Antonio. Some other. So we have a lot of different uh, people we work with that. Uh, that are everybody we work with always turns into a winning company. We, we have no, there's zero failure stories in my my portfolio because if you use the, use our service, it works every time. Like you can, just like setting a watch. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So first off, John Wayne, the Racklers are dear friends of mine, customers of mine, and then they brought it in house. Their son-in-law took over from us, and um, to this day, I'm still super tight with that entire that entire family. Good company down in San Antonio. Good. Good people, yeah. Um, so I want to do this, listeners. If you made it, if you're still listening to this this long, I want one of you, the first one that comes in date and timestamp, that says, "I need Uncle Joe. I'm going to cover 
Rhino and to, to the Point Home Services podcast is going to cover that cost to get involved with that summit. So the first one that says, I need Uncle Joe, we're going to hook you up and take care of that. So, Joe, thanks. Well, that's that's a huge investment. Thank you so much, Chris. And it's a good investment, too, because you'll be helping that person make a lot more money. I can tell you that. So good investment for both of you. That's a point, man. And hopefully they'll come back and be like, holy shit. And you're going to say, so what should we do next, Rhino? Awesome. Hey, Uncle Joe, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you, everything you've done for the industry for so long. Um, I think that's, I, I think it's awesome how um, you like to just give, like most people that have been on the podcast are completely okay with giving without expectation. That's how it gets done. Honestly, the best way to sell sometimes is not to sell at all. Just be, get, you know, give, be helpful, you know, um, and do it for the right reasons. Be a good human being, authentically care about people or care about what you're doing. If you do that, good shit follows. So thank you so much, Joe, for uh, giving us some time. I'm certain we're going to have you back on again. Um, it's been great having you on. Tall Paul, you have any closing, uh, closing marks for, uh, for my man, Uncle Joe? Joe, I thank you for coming into my home. Um, I, I understand that, um, you know, me waiting tonight might stretch you out a little bit. I'll tell you what, I'm comfortable doing business with you. So if you can go ahead and just walk me through the process, um, we can go ahead and get this on the board. So what should we do? <laughs> yes. And on the- can you install it tomorrow? It's my final words, Paul. If I said I could do it tomorrow, what would happen then? <laughs> you need my bank account number, right? So what should we do? What should we do? And <laughs> schedule it. <laughs> it's, it's, it just fits in a ping pong ball, right inside yeah, this thing, right? right? It's, a, it's called the funnel. You got it right through there. Thank you, Paul. Paul and Chris, thank you so much for inviting me here. Uh, definitely, I, I definitely feel uh, I feel like I've gotten more from this than you've given than I've given. So thank you so much, and I appreciate your. Uh, kindness and your generosity with your time by having me here. I appreciate oh, man, that. We appreciate you. Absolutely. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. And listeners, hopefully you guys got a lot out of this. Like this was really fun. I like how it was interactive. Um, Joe dropped some good nuggets as always. He's uh, we'll make sure that when we make the post that we get his contact information. So it's easy to get to him. So we can answer any other questions you have. If you're in some of these different Facebook groups, he's in there, he's active. You can ask him questions there as well. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate all the good reviews. And listen, if you don't know what to do, you should just ask, so what should we do? Thank you for listening to To The Point. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving us a review in the App Store. And don't forget to share with your friends. Till next time, kick some ass.